0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing and get a hog market updates. Also, Canola Council of Canada President Jim Everson will stop by to talk about canola week. And up first in today's country comments, we'll chat with Carson Callum, General Manager of Manitoba Beef Producers. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The Canada and Manitoba governments have announced a herd management drought assistance program under the AGRA Recovery Framework. The program will help livestock producers offset the costs associated with replacing breeding animals called due to shortages of winter feed. Carson Callum is general manager of Manitoba Beef Producers.
1: It's great to see the program announced that uh, the provincial government had referenced a number of months ago. Um... As it's an important uh, important step in trying to recover from this disastrous drought. As we saw in the summer, a lot of producers were really forced to downsize their operations, um, either by a small percentage or by a huge percentage. So, the fact that there's going to be some support to get back up to that pre-drought inventory and uh, of breeding stock uh, will be really important for the overall herd here in the province, and hopefully and producers are going to take a look at it and, and see how it can. Can help them whether from a buyback standpoint or from a herd from a you know genetics retention standpoint
0: can you give us a few details on and how the program would work
1: yeah from my understanding it's you know there's going to be a declaration of of your herd breeding inventory in march uh, march 16th of 2021 so kind of that pre-drought time frame then you're going to have to declare what your herd size is of march 20 march 16th of 2022 and that'll really provide the difference or the downsize in, in your herd as a result of that drought in, in, the, in the summer months of 21. So that will kind of set your baseline for for getting back up to that, that pre-drought inventory. And then you'll have the ability to get some compensation for whether it's buy back buying back to get to that pre-drought inventory or retaining um, replacement heifers in your herd next year.
0: Are there still other, other things you're looking for or
1: you know we continue to provide feedback on the on the feed assistance program and trying to get uh, you know the department to look at how ways we can get the uptake on that such as uh, adjusting eligible costs associated underneath the program um, and I know that 's an important step to, to ensure that that one is utilized, but you know very happy to see and we thank the provincial and federal government for making this one or announcing this program um, as we 've been. Know, waiting to, to have it uh, in front of producers so they can start uh, thinking about how they're going to to move forward. And hopefully we get out of this uh, drought and have, uh, you know, sitting on a better footing going into the 2022 production year. And that's just, we just need some snow now.
0: And how are things looking heading into winter?
1: You know, we got some moisture in the fall and a really some extended grazing, uh, which was, and some regrowth, which was really beneficial. Uh, and, and the fact that we got some some snow now is also good, but we're going to need lots more of it to, to be in a better standpoint than we were at the start of 21.
0: That was Carson Callum, General Manager of Manitoba Beef Producers. Canada and Manitoba governments have announced a Herd Management Drought Assistance Program under the Agra Recovery Framework. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The Canada and Manitoba governments have announced a Herd Management Drought Assistance Program under the Agra Recovery Framework. The program will help livestock producers offset the costs associated with replacing breeding animals, called due to shortages of winter feed, Eligible animals under the program include breeding females of beef, cattle, bison, sheep, goats and elk. Producers must be supporting a minimum of 10 animals to qualify for assistance. The announcement is part of the Canada-Manitoba Ret recovery Drought Assistance Program announced in August to support livestock producers affected by this year's drought conditions. Under the program, the Government of Canada is investing up to $93 million and the Manitoba government is investing $62 million. Last week marked the return of Canadian Western agribition to Regina following a one-year break due to COVID. CEO Chris Lane says attendance was down due to COVID, and while official numbers are not available yet, the show was still a success.
2: You know, overall, I think the people who did come, the people who came through the doors were really intentional and deliberate and excited about it. Um, You know, we're not a small show, uh, even in a year, if uh, if attendance (laughs) is a little bit lower. There's still tens of thousands of people that came. Uh, to do business and have a good time. And I think that's exactly what we saw.
0: This year also marked the show's 50th anniversary celebrations. And canola prices continue to hover over $900 a ton. Brian Voth is president of IntelliFarm, Inc.
3: So I think the biggest driver, just the lack of production in Canada, coupled with, you know, a lot of buying from China in the past uh, six, eight months, which has really led to, you know, these, these diminished balance sheets on canola and a multitude of other commodities. And so that has continued to fuel uh, canola prices.
0: Stats Canada will release its final production estimate on Friday. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Knut. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Wednesday, December 1st. I'm Corey Knut. Coming up today, Glenda Lee allen Vossler will have details on Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers National Conference. Today, Glendalee Allen-Vosler focuses in on Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers Program, which promotes excellence in agriculture. The national award will be handed out this week. COIF Program Manager is Carla Kading. She fills us in on the program.
4: We focus on producers that are the up-and-coming movers and shakers in the egg industry. So it's anybody that's 18 to 39 that will be competing. They derive two-thirds of their income from their farm, and they are the managers or the decision-makers of the operation. So individuals are nominated within their regions. We have seven regions in Canada, uh, BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec and then the four Atlantic regions compete as one region or four provinces. They compete at a local level and when they win then they come on to compete at the national level and that's what we're hosting this week is the national event. So take us through the finalists I guess in the seven regions if you will. Okay so from B.C., We have Tracy and Raymond Brendenhoff from Abbotsford. They're dealing with the flood right now. I just heard from them. They're actually coming to attend. They are poultry producers and they produce hops and they also import and export the hops within Canada. In Alberta, we have Roloff and Mary Van Bentham from Red Deer County and they are dairy producers. Roloff immigrated with his parents from the Netherlands. And in Saskatchewan, we have Michael and Jessica Lovich from Belgoni, Saskatchewan. They were born in Alberta, but moved to Saskatchewan to start their dairy farm with their three girls. In Manitoba, we have Andre and Katie Stepler from Miami, Manitoba. And they work with Andre's two brothers. And they look after the mixed, uh, but specifically the purebred cattle. They run a number of Charlie. And so they look after the the livestock Part of it um, in Ontario, we have Jenny and Jenny Butcher and Wes Kuntz, who are from Brantford, Ontario. They started out as Jersey Dairy and have turned it into artisan cheese and a local food emporium. And then in Quebec, we have Genevieve Grosenbach and James Thompson, who. Came into agriculture with no agriculture connection or background, but they knew that feeding people was important, so they have started organic vegetables. And in Atlantic, we have Philip and Katie Ketty from Woodville, Nova Scotia. They grow strawberry plants for other producers, so they don't grow the berries per se, they grow the plants. And they are also the largest east, um, sweet potato producer east of Ontario.
0: So what happens now? We will bring the, all of the nominees together and then uh, the judges have to, to sit down with them and evaluate their operations?
4: Yes. So the judges have received a 15-page um, application form that includes information on their progress in agriculture, uh, their environmental stewardship, production history, financial and management practices, their contributions to the community, the province and the country, as well as their financial progress. So the judges have been reviewing all of these application forms and then they will sit down and there's a 20-minute interview, a 30-minute interview, then the honorees do their 15-minute PowerPoint presentations and then there's a wrap-up interview of five minutes in case the judges have any more questions to ask before they determine who which too will be named Canada's Outstanding Young Farmers for Twenty Twenty One.
0: Canada's Outstanding Young Farmer Award presentation is Friday evening. I've been talking with the program manager, Carla Cating. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Vossler. Thanks, Glendalee. It's Canola Week. Canola Council of Canada President Jim Everson spoke yesterday during the virtual
5: conference. Canola, quite simply, is all about innovation. And what an industry we have. Today, canola contributes nearly 30 billion annually to the Canadian economy, including more than 207,000 Canadian jobs. That contribution increased by 35% over the last decade alone. Canola itself is a product of Canadian innovation. And the competitiveness of our industry, the record of growth since the 70s, is a story of continued innovation. How many industries can you name where the main product was invented by Canadians, is the most valuable product in its class, and where Canada leads the world in production and trade? We cannot overvalue or overstate the importance of research and innovation in driving our industry forward. Let me begin by considering the state of the canola sector today and opportunities and challenges ahead. First and foremost, what a challenging production year 2021 was. Growers dealt with a prairie-wide drought that significantly impacted yields and has led to a reduction in sales to export markets. But our sector has been through this before. In 2002 and again in 2012, we experienced production downturns due to climatic extremes across the prairies. In both circumstances, the crop rebounded, both in terms of production and oil content. This coming year, there is an additional challenge. The, reco- the recovery may be hampered to some extent by pandemic-related supply chain challenges. Obviously, no one has a crystal ball, we will need to monitor conditions closely, but we hope for a strong recovery in 2022. Looking at today's business climate, the word that comes to mind is unpredictable. The global trade environment is buffeted by many challenges. Recovery from the global pandemic is uneven and disrupted by a tremendous a tenacious virus and related supply chain challenges. The trade disruption with canola seed to China continues. And global efforts to mitigate climate change are altering the commercial environment with taxes and regulation. But the fundamentals of global demand are in our favor. The world's growing middle class is continuing to seek out healthier food products like canola oil and canola protein. Palm oil has slowed as the industry has been challenged by sustainability concerns. And there's a growing demand in new areas, including aquaculture and protein for human food ingredients. Most significantly as part of the global effort to address climate change, more countries are introducing renewable fuel mandates to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Canada and the United States are among them. This is a huge opportunity for our our industry because canola oil is one of the best feedstocks available for renewable fuels.
0: That was Canola Council of Canada President Jim Emerson. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen-Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Farm Forum Learn and Grow event takes place virtually December 7th. Visit the Farm Forum website for details. Keystone Agricultural Producers Annual District Meetings take place virtually December 7th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Go to the CAP website. The Manitoba Egg Museum near Austin is hosting a winter wonderland December 10th to the 12th and again from the 17th to the 19th from 4 to 8 p.m. Proof of vaccination for guests age 12 and up is required. The entry fee is $10 per family. And the Canadian Forage and Grassland Association annual conference is planned for December 14th to the 16th in an online setting. Details at CanadianFGA.ca. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Wednesday afternoon, joining us now is Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services. With a hog market
2: update,
6: forward contract prices are, are have come under a little bit of pressure, but still um, represent really good value. I think for for you know the first half of 2022, um, we're looking at average uh, hog values that are you know that are just shy of $200 a pig um, on average from the first of January to the end of July. So. It's, it's really kind of an unprecedented um, opportunity to, uh, to be able to secure a price at that level um, at this time of year. Um, and we, we're, we're generally thinking that it, it makes some sense to, uh, you know, to do some incremental selling um, just to be able to kind of lay off some of the risk that's associated with it, um, the, the market still remains volatile. There's a lot of moving parts. We've got, you know, we've got, uh, Chinese, um, demand waning a little bit, but still overall pork demand seems great. We've got the whole, uh, Omicron, uh, variant possibly having an influence on that mix between restaurants and food service. Uh, of course, looming over everything all the time is, you know, is uh, any risk associated with African swine fever. Um, and, um, and we're doing all this with probably, you know, what I would call a dynamic supply situation. So, uh, there's a lot at play and, and I think right now the forward prices look pretty good.
0: And, uh, what about cash prices?
6: Cash prices are coming under pressure as they typically do for this time of year. Um, we, you know, moving through the U S Thanksgiving holiday is typically when we associate the seasonal load to come in. Uh, just related to the fact that that's when the highest, you know, the highest production levels come in. Um, so that's, that's a bit of a concern. What, the way it kind of breaks down is, you know, for the hogs in the United States that, that aren't on a committed and contracted program, um, they're taking the biggest hit in price. Um, but for those that aren't there, they're still making some reference to the, to the value of pork that the, that the packers sell. And therefore, they've been kind of cushioned from some of those deep, deep cuts. Um, You know, with feed prices the way that they are, we're not in we're definitely not in profitable territory at at current cash prices. But um, that's not atypical for this time of year either.
0: That was Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services with a hog market update. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Farmers are continuing to watch canola prices hover over $900 per ton. Brian Voth is president of Intellifarm, Inc.
3: We went into this year with relatively low overall stocks with a production that's 60% or whatever the number is going to be of normal. Obviously, we'll get those numbers out here at the end of the week from Stats Canada on our final production estimates, but it's going to be you know a fraction of a normal canola crop. And so, yeah, that has kept... Prices uh, up at these elevated levels and continuing to move higher because we just we don't have enough canola to satisfy the historical export demand along with domestic crush.
0: Another edition of Canadian Western Agribition is in the books. Travel restrictions in COVID resulted in about 100 international visitors to the Regina Show this year. That's down from other years which has seen close to a thousand people. CEO Chris Lane says while the number of visitors was down, the quality of the buyers and their interest was high.
2: Those 100 buyers that that came to Agribition this year, I think for their business, it was really important that they come and they did do business here. So we had extremely high averages in our sales and uh, we sold genetics at Agribition all around the world as we normally do. So the business of purebred beef cattle genetics um, transcends, I think, any obstacles around international travel for COVID.
0: He notes overall, purebred sale numbers were high, with single animals going for 50, 60, 70, and even one for over $80,000. And BASF is donating $65,000 on behalf of growers to help support farming communities across Western Canada. Two Manitoba organizations were selected as contest winners, and each will receive a $5,000 donation. Those include Emerson Kinder College and North Norfolk Child Care Centre. The Community Challenge ran from August 30th to October 15th and generated nearly 100 entries from growers across BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from Manitoba Pork General Manager, Cam Dahl. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.